Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm Dave Sulecki. And I'm PJ Doran. And this week we have Heather Trees as our guest. Moto America, the home of the AMA Superbike Championship featuring 190 mile an hour superbikes is the official sponsor of Pit Pass Moto. Did you know you can catch all 20 Ono Superbike races live on Fox Sports this season? Go to MotoAmerica.com to get all kinds of ticket information, event information. Also, live streaming is available at Moto America Live Plus. It's a wonderful app and does everything you need if you can't be at the track. Check out Moto America. In racing news, this weekend from Port Royal, Pennsylvania, AFT went racing at the Port Royal Half Mile in Sport Twins. Briar Bauman came out on top of Brandon Price and a resurgent Jared Meese. Overall points after 8 of 16. In other words, the halfway point of the season, Briar Bauman sits on top with 164 over Brandon Robinson on 139, with Jared Meese again resurgent. At 133 in the production twins class, Dalton Gautier came out on top of Dallas Daniels with Corey Texter rounding out the podium. That means season points for the production twins class. Corey is on top with 164 points. Dalton Gautier with 133 lies second. And Chad Coase in third place with 115. In World Superbike action, we had the race from Assen. First race of the weekend saw Johnny Ray take home first place ahead of Scott Redding and Toprock Razgat Liaglu, love that name, in the Super Pole race. Jonathan Ray again on top over Rinaldi and Razgat Liaglu again, rounding out the podium in that shortened race. And in race two, we saw Jonathan Ray do the triple on the weekend over Scott Redding and Locatelli. That means season points currently have Ray sitting on 243. He resumed the top position in the championship with his outstanding weekend over Rosgott Lioglu on 206 points and Redding sitting on 162. In off-road racing, we've got results from Washougal, Washington, AMA Outdoor Motocross in the 450 class. Chase Sexton brings it home with a 1-3 on his Honda. He dominated for the day followed closely by Eli Tomac, who finished 2-2 for second overall. And third on the box was Dylan Ferrandez. He went 5-1 for third. Now, Dylan is your points leader in the 450 class. He's sitting on 303. Followed by 47 back is Ken Roxon. And Eli Tomac is now brought up to third with 249 points. In the 250 class, Jeremy Martin brings it home again this weekend, finishes 3-1 for first overall, followed closely by R.J. Hampshire. The Husqvarna rider finished second with a 2-3, followed by Justin Cooper, third on the box with a 1-8. 
Your points leader now is Justin Cooper, sitting on 281, followed by Jet Lawrence, who's eight points back, so you got a close battle in the 250 class. And Hunter Lawrence, Jet's brother, is sitting on 237 for third place. Results of MXGP from the Czech Republic, the Loquette facility in MXGP class. Jorge Prada brings it home on his KTM, finishes 1-3 for first overall, followed by Antonio Cairoli, his teammate, who finished second with a 6-1. And Jeremy Sewer, who we haven't seen much of this year, finishes third on the box with a 5-2. Your points in the MXGP class, 450 class, Tim Geyser continues to lead sitting on 194 points, followed by Antonio Cairoli with 183, so he's 11 points back. And followed closely is Jorge Prado is 17 points back, sitting on 177. In MX2 action, we had Mattia Gaudognini, the Italian rider, finishes first on his KTM, followed by Maxime Murnau in second, and Theobald Benestant, French rider, finishing third. Your points in the MX2 class sit so far. Maxime Renault continues to lead, sitting on 179 points, followed by Mattia Gaudognini with 107. And Ruben Fernandez is sitting in third with 165 points. This week's Pit Pass trivia question is, besides Ricky Carmichael, Name the rider in year that the only other perfect season took place in AMA motocross. That answer, after our interview with Heather Trees. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto today. Heather Trees, Moto America racer. Thanks for taking the time to join us, Heather. How are you doing? I understand you're on the mend. Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you. So you're currently racing Moto America, the Twins Cup. How's your season going other than the obvious setback that uh, you maybe are in the middle of right now? Would you like to talk about that a bit? We'd love to hear about it. Oh, uh, well, my setback, I suppose, is not uh, actually racing related. I tried to take a real vacation and ended up with Lyme disease. And so I was pretty sick for the last week or so. So it's totally lame. Other than that, my season's going great. I'm actually kind of racing part-time in Moto America, doing some Wira endurance stuff as well and some sprint racing with them. Unfortunately, won't be racing at the next Moto America round, but I'm really excited to be back at Pit Race. Right on. Pit Race is a beautiful track. We wish you a speedy recovery. Uh, Lyme disease is no joke, so glad to hear that you made it through. That's a very serious medical situation. Where endurance? Are you running solo? Are you part of a team effort or uh, relays? Or, you know, that's a, the endurance end of racing uh, is incredibly interesting to me. Gives you a lot of seat time, so you, people tend to really develop faster. Are you finding that to be the case? 
I don't know. It's been interesting for me. Um, I had done, I'm doing the two hour endurance on the R3 and I had done it two years previous to when I started like running them by myself with teammates. And then last year at the beginning of the season, it kind of just started as a joke with my husband. I was like, hey, will you be my pit crew if I go try and run this thing by myself? I honestly didn't even know if I would make it through the race. I ended up winning the first race and ultimately winning the championship. So I decided I needed to come back and try and do that again this year. But I've had a lot of uh, really fast little kids on 400s to compete with. And it's been uh, it's been eye-opening, but it's really cool to see them coming up and doing well. Ultimately, I want to be fast on the bigger bikes. So I'm a little less concerned about the R3, even though I still have a lot of fun riding it. So Heather, this is, uh, as I understand it, your first year in Twins Cup. Uh, have you developed any rivalries, any uh, competitors that you fear the most? Or who's the Who's the racer that uh, you like going up against the most? Honestly, I've had, I don't know, I kind of knew just based on racetracks that I'd been to and like seeing times and stuff from and results from previous years. I kind of knew where I expected to be in the pack. So there's a few people that I've been running with in the couple races that I've done. Cliff, I've been running with Gino. Um... That was more so at um, in Wisconsin. Um, Road Atlanta, I ran with a bunch more people. I had a lot more experience there. Wisconsin was a little more of a struggle for me because I'd never seen the track. I mean, it's just really cool to be out there and just to be a part of it. Which brings me to my next question. Since uh, this is your first season on the circuit, have you have you really discovered a favorite track yet? I know you said Wisconsin was new to you, but uh, what'd you think of that facility and how'd that go for you? I really liked the track. It was overwhelming at first. And unfortunately, with our first session being cut short due to a rider incident, luckily he was okay. But it made the rest of the weekend difficult for some of us who had not seen the track before. Um, I continued to improve throughout the weekend, but ultimately in the race, I was basically battling for last. And that's about where I ended up. But it was fun and I qualified and I finished. (laughs) But I've I've been to pit race and I have been to road Atlanta quite a bit. I know that I really enjoy riding in pit race. So I'm really looking forward to that. Road America, Wisconsin is uh, a daunting track for people who ride there on a regular basis. Uh, I've done track days there and uh, club race there a little. It's no joke. So kudos to you for exactly as you said, qualifying and finishing. Those are steps one and two at a new facility. You mentioned your husband as your pit crew and as being part of your pit crew. Does he also race? Is this a family affair for both of you or are you the sole racer under the roof? Uh, No, we actually both race. Um, We met through racing down at the Heron compound. I always like to say that I beat him the first time that I raced him and he decided he wanted to marry me. I haven't beat him much since then. He's way better than me. (laughs) But uh, mini bikes were a little easier. He's actually this year where we're racing the same bike in Moto America. He did Virginia on the bike that I've been racing. 
and he'll be racing Barber as well on that bike. Well, right on. That's cool to hear about a couple that met at the track. I actually have some friends who race Wera as well that met at the track, got married. They're from the South. Where are you based at? They're down in uh, Tennessee area. Where are you guys at? I am, we're in Ohio. I actually lived in Tennessee when we met and he grew up here in Ohio. So I grew up in Florida, moved to Tennessee, and now I'm in Ohio. And I'm not entirely sure how this all happened. You brought snow into your life, which most people try to avoid. Wera Endurance is an awesome place to go racing. So you guys, uh, have you talked about doing a a three-hour race or something like that as a We are considering possibly doing the four hour on an ultra, or I'm sorry, on a lightweight bike in 2022. We don't have any solid plans, but we're looking at possibly running just him and I, and he'll do two like hour and 20 minute stints, and then I'll do one hour and 20 minute. I kind of struggle with the physical endurance for the heavier bikes on in the longer races. You're not the only one. That is the the absolute crux of endurance racing is the ability to go the the entire distance. I look forward to that and look forward to meeting you guys. Uh, it's awesome to hear again about uh, couples at the races. I plan on being at Barber. Is your prognosis such that you can reliably plan for your next races? As far as I know, as of like yesterday, I feel pretty normal. I'm on antibiotics for like 21 days. I'm on day four or so of that. I've done some research on this and it kind of sounds like symptoms may kind of come and go for a little bit, but hopefully we'll be good. I'm planning on racing at Pittsburgh. So my antibiotics say I'm supposed to stay out of the sun. So I might be hiding in the trailer, but I'll be there. So how did you get started in racing? That's a question uh, that I love to ask simply because People from different walks of life get started in such different ways. Did you grow up around motorcycles or was this something you saw and you just couldn't live without? Yeah, I agree. It's really cool. You meet so many different types of people in the sport. I actually grew up, my dad had a motorcycle shop down in Florida. And when I was about five years old, he taught me how to ride in the backyard of that shop. I rode dirt bikes kind of trail riding and stuff down in Lake Ocala National Forest. And then I also did some racing in the Orlando area starting when I was like eight or so. I didn't really ride a whole lot in my teenage years, but as an adult, I bought a street bike because it didn't really make sense for me to buy a dirt bike. I didn't have anywhere to ride it or anywhere to any way to take it anywhere. So I got a little like Ninja 250 because I was poor and it was all I could afford. And like three days later, I wanted something faster. And then I ended up buying a CBR 600. I can't, I think it was about a year later. That's exactly how uh, a lot of people get started. Uh, The ability to go somewhere for very little money, which I'm about to do, take a cross country trip and do exactly that is one of the, uh, Best parts of motorcycle riding for all of us. Racing is cherry on top, though. We can all agree, as that's what we do here on the show and talk about here on the show. 
Are you looking forward to uh, another year of involvement with Moto America? They've been incredible uh, through this pandemic we've all sadly suffered through. They've been incredible on keeping a program together. And I would think racers that are in now probably want to stick with it, if at all possible. Have you guys got strong hopes that next year is going to happen for you in Moto A? Yeah, they have done a great job. I definitely would like to be out there right now. It depends on a couple of different things. We're actually racing a bike that somebody else bought for us to race. So obviously that's a huge factor in it. He has someone else who's racing it this weekend at Brainerd. So it's kind of like the community motorcycle. <laughs> so, I mean, it depends on what his plans are and stuff, but we're definitely talking about it. Well, that's awesome. Heather, as our time draws to a close, we want to give you a chance to thank any of your sponsors, friends, family, helpers, people that helped get you to where you are today and that continue to help you out. Uh, we definitely want to give you a chance to thank them and give them a shout out. Yeah, thank you. I have a couple of like long-term sponsors that have been there since back in, I don't know, maybe 2011, 2012, when I was first starting racing. High Side Photos down in the Southeast. He shoots a lot of track days and wear races in the Southeast. Awesome photos. So anyone who's ever at any events and sees him, buy his photos because he helps out racers. Cycle Gears helped me out. Vortex Racing. ABS Fairings has been really good to me. VO2 Leathers. My friend Scott Nelson, who... As I mentioned, he's the one who has basically gotten me onto the grid at Moto America. And I honestly did never think I would make it out there. So it's been a really cool experience. My husband's always there to support me. Um, he tries really hard to give me tips on how to go faster. And I don't always understand it the way he says it. And he doesn't understand me when I talk about racing, but we figure it out eventually. <laughs> But yeah, I've just had a lot of people, especially this year and especially at Road Atlanta, just people coming by telling me they were cheering for me. And it was really cool. It was a really neat experience just to know that people were paying attention. That's awesome. Heather Trees, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Pit Pass. It's been a pleasure talking to you and we look forward to seeing you at the track. Hopefully, Barbara, it sounds like I'll be able to catch up with you guys. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. We'd like to thank our guest, Heather Trees, for being with us today. And our Pit Pass trivia question was, besides Ricky Carmichael, name the rider and year that the only other perfect season took place in AMA Motocross. And the answer is, of course, in 2008, James Stewart duplicated Ricky's perfect seasons from 2002 and 2004. And it's something that not many people thought could happen twice, let alone three times in AMA Motocross. So hats off to James Stewart. In upcoming racing news, we've got Moto America this weekend, July 30th through August 1st at Brainerd, Minnesota. World Superbike's upcoming race will be August 6th through the 8th, the Czech Republic. And MotoGP will be in Austria August the 8th from the Spielberg Ring. They call it the Red Bull Ring. Looking forward to that race. In off-road racing, we've got the MXGP of Flanders, Belgium, held at the Lamel facility. That'll be Sunday, August 1st. 
And then August 2nd, the kickoff for the AMA Amateur National Motocross Championships, better well known as Loretta Lynn's. Good luck to all the racers making their way down there. They'll spend a week down there racing and uh, gonna look forward to it. It's gonna be great. Thank you again to Heather Trees for joining us today, and thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you have a moment, please rate and review us as well. We really appreciate it. Make sure you're also following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and visit pitpassmoto.com where you can check out our blog. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. I'm Dave. And I'm PJ. And we'll see you next week. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age... You're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.